2015, when you look back, was an incredible year. You win the Grey Cup, and the numbers and many revenue aspects were record highs. What we need to do is get younger people into the stadium, the next generation, and it's a series of things. There's no one single thing that's going to do it, but we've got to evolve. Last year, installing Wi-Fi is an example. You can't be in a stadium without Wi-Fi in this day and age. If we're trying to engage our fans, that's where it starts. Uh, next week on Thursday, we're going to unveil a lot of great things, initiatives for 2016. Up to today was 2015, but we've been working diligently in the off-season, and there's going to be things that people will step back and say, wow, we don't expect that from the Eskimos, but we're going forward with it. Do you think that's a league-wide problem? Yeah. You, get, you know, attracting younger fans? Oh, definitely. I think as a league, any league in any business, if you're not taking care of tomorrow's fans, future consumers, you're going to be in trouble 10 years from now. So I don't want to be in a situation as a custodian of the club where we end up in a crisis. So we've got to correct it before it becomes a problem. Well, we could look at it and say you're proud. We're number one in attendance the second year in a row. Uh, but it's not good enough. We were down slightly and we want to grow it. But if we grow one demographic, we're going to be focusing on the 20 to 30 year olds and of course all the children as well. Yeah. It sure does. Um, these AGMs are getting better every year because when we came in about four and a half years ago, we put a plan together. The last one was called Route 2019, and we're still uh, going under that five-year plan. It's wonderful because the things that we said we were going to do, we've been doing. It started with football operations, putting the right people in place, giving them the financial means that they need to succeed. Secondly, building that game day experience. And then third, community, community, community. We really care about this community and we want to make it a better place. And we've got to give more than what we take away. So is it, is it the football that follows that then? Or is it, uh, football is the number one priority. Uh, I'm a big believer that product is king. And we are in the business of football. But football alone is not good enough. We've got to surround football. We only have 10 home dates. We want to make those the most incredible social events, sports and entertainment in Edmonton. And we're improving. Uh, when you look at the, the stadium itself, with the dollars we've been spending, it's, it's light years ahead of where it was five years ago, but there's more to come. And we've got to keep up with those new arenas. And we've got to make sure that the Eskimos are at the forefront as well. Is that plan through 2019 going to include another hosting bid for the Grey Cup? We, uh, in terms of, there's a new uh, uh, structure in terms of Grey Cup uh, bids going forward. We hope to have one within the next five years. Uh, that would be fair. With nine teams, an equal rotation would be one out of nine years. Uh, we hosted back in 2010. Love to have one within five. Your profit was down a bit this year. Is that a concern at all, considering the success of this team? No, actually, uh, no, because we used a lot of the money in investing in capital expenditure, so it is lower than last year. Last year was a banner year, but we're still, when you looked at uh, prior to 2012, we would average about $400,000 a year, so we're still about four times more than that. And we've made a conscientious decision to put into Wi-Fi investments, which cost $2.1 million. And the board has never asked me to deliver bottom line results for the sake of bottom line results. It's about sustainability and it's about doing the right thing. It's incredible. Talk to me about other companies that talk that way. They don't, the Eskimos do. What is winning the Grey Cup going to cost you? Costs a lot of money in financials. You can use a round figure of about a million dollars that it costs you, and that was reflected in the numbers today. So we would have made one more million. That's the best million you could spend. I hope to keep spending a million every year, bringing that Grey Cup back home.
What do the rings cost? Rings are uh, are up there. Uh, we don't share that specific dollar, but uh, it's always in the few thousand dollars per ring for sure. You, you don't need to tell us about this trip you, you took. Sure do. Um, just, what was it even? Yeah. Just, all of a sudden, you guys were gone. As you know, every year we have the uh, Military Appreciation Night, and last year the Lieutenant General was so impressed with what he saw, and he explained to me that there's a Team Canada mission every now and then that goes abroad to support the troops. I was invited approximately six weeks ago, and uh, Ryan King came along, Sean White, and our mandate was to go overseas and show the troops that we, they have our support. We went to Kuwait. We went to Marseille, France, and we went to Lviv, Ukraine. Within seven days, three countries, and we just spent time with the troops, and they thanked us hundreds of times, and we kept saying, don't thank us, we want to thank you. We had a diverse group of approximately 25 people, and there were some alumni from the NHL as well. We even had a few Team Canada games in hockey, street hockey against the troops. They beat Team Canada 10 to 4 uh, in Kuwait, and then it was a four-all game, even with a shootout when we got to Ukraine. But it was a wonderful experience. We got to see what they do every day, and it was a quick revelation. We started in Kuwait, 44 degrees in the afternoon, uh, the conditions they have to endure, and they're away from their families. They're making sacrifices for us, so we figured to give a week of our time is nothing compared to the potential nine months when they're deployed when they're overseas.